Welcome back to Old Nerd, Young Nerd. I'm Derek. And I'm Todd. And we are, after um, a long delay, continuing our Cobra Kai series with Season 4, Episode 4. And that episode is entitled... Bicephaly. Which means uh, having two heads, or the condition of having two heads. Interesting. I didn't even know that that was a thing. Uh, I know every once in a while, like reptiles and animals have them, but I, well, you know what? I guess people do too. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. happened. Yeah. But that's not what they're talking about in this episode, obviously. No. I, well, and it, I mean, it is kind of, um, I guess, poignant because Cobra Kai now has two heads with Terry Silver joining Crease at the gym or Dojo. Right. Sorry. Dojo. And obviously Daniel and Johnny are, have their team up going still. So. Both sides of this war have two heads. You know, I really didn't see. And this is why uh, the two of us make a great pair. I didn't even really count uh, Daniel and Johnny as the two heads, but it's true. I thought they were using it as more of a a snake type reference with uh, the intro of Tony Silver to the Cobra Kai dojo. Because obviously he's been on the previous episode. They were talking about it with Kreese. And then we get the uh, intro of Tony Silver to... The rest of Cobra Kai, uh, which, heads. but you were correct. I yes. know that was, I was, you were correct that, that, uh, both, both dojos have two heads in them. And of course this episode starts with the new character, Kenny, um, touring the high school, uh, bumping into a bunch of, uh, Eagle Fang Miyagi-Do students and getting bullied for wearing his Cobra Kai shirt. Which I find amazing that they were bullying him. Since they were the ones that were bullied all the time, it's it's so quickly how things change when they're kind of well, on top. And, so and, to it, and it's like because at this point it's all tribalism. Yeah, it's Cobra Kai bad regardless of who's wearing it, and like like this kid literally just started there, and he literally just walked into the bathroom and yep. they start on him just because of. And it, you're correct; they they've gotten to this tribal uh, type of situation where. That automatically means they're enemies without even trying anymore. And then Hawk intervenes and breaks it up basically before anything happens. But he tells Kenny, like, just stop being Cobra Kai or else. Right. And uh, Kenny reports that back to the people at this gym. And they they immediately want to go and attack Hawk. Right. And Kreese says, you know, we got to strike back. Yeah. I mean, that was always the thing. Strike hard, strike first. And that is when Crease uh, introduces Silver to the new students. Well, to his students. Right. As an additional instructor. Mm-hmm. And that's when Tony Silver takes Crease as- aside and says, hey, look, we tried it your way the last time. That last time being 40 years ago. Right. Uh, but, uh, or, or close to it. And it didn't work because the same thing's going to happen then. So... You're seeing, I like to, you know, really equate this down to, you're seeing the evil really start to think more rather than just react. It's not their their evil is becoming more organized and more deliberate. And, and you see that going on throughout the season. I don't know if that continues in the next season because I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> uh, I'm holding off <clears throat> as usual. Derek's giving me a hard time about it, but, um, well, that, that's a role reversal, buddy. 
you gave me such a hard time for a long time for not watching it. And now I'm ahead of you for the first time ever. Well, yeah, that and you didn't even want to watch it when it was on YouTube Red. And I'm like, I didn't have to watch this. YouTube Red wasn't free then, was it? Or was it? I don't know. No, by the time I told you, you could stream it uh, when the season two came out on YouTube Red, which I don't think even is even a thing anymore. Um, They made the second season just freely available on YouTube. So you could just stream it on YouTube. uh, The first two seasons. And that was when they were in the uh, talks to sell it to Netflix. And that's how we got season three with Netflix. But uh, there was a time uh, shortly after YouTube Red where uh, it was on YouTube and you could watch it there. Uh, but again, we're we're digressing. I, I, I really wanted to get into the point where um, Tony Silver is... Um, Terry. Huh? Terry Silver. Terry Silver. <sighs> You're correct. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, I'm, I can't even read my own handwriting because we went <laughs> so far off tangent. I forgot his name, Terry Silver, uh, to Cobra Kai, where uh, he wants to be more deliberate in what they're doing. And you really see uh, the Machiavellian machinations of Terry Silver as this season goes on. Well, and that's the bicephaly part too, is like you have crease is a blunt instrument. He's a, well, they struck us. We have to hit back harder than they hit us. Right. And, and silver is just like, no, we don't have to do that. We don't have to react. Let's take time. Let's think, let's strategize. And his whole plan, which will be revealed later. Well, no, we won't get into his whole plan. Yeah, we're we're taking it episode by episode. I mean, it would be it would be nice if like some people were like waiting to listen to us. Um, <laughs> I doubt it. The next episode, I mean, but like, yeah, exactly. I, I, I highly, highly doubt, doubt someone waited for like three or four months to watch see episode four. Yeah, after, no, after they hey, watched episode hey, three, one when we can talked about hope. it. One I can know. always hope that we are that popular that they waited this long <laughs> to find out. What, I'm, I'm assuming what our, what our breakdown of it. Honestly, I'm was. assuming most people who are listening to this have already watched season five. So. Yeah, they're like just like have have Todd and Derek found out something new on episode four, and and I have a couple of little gems that I kind of liked. Um, but uh, yeah, I'll let you continue. So we get into the Cobra Kai and. Uh, where the new kid is, you know, tells them about what happened with Hawk and yeah. the other kids from uh, Miyagi Do, and Terry Silver goes into the whole thing, and then uh, all right, let's 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 continue it. So then we see um, Kenny getting mentored by Robbie. Robbie's like trying to train him up a little bit, mm-hmm. and then you know Kenny shows him, or Kenny says like, "Oh yeah, I've been practicing the moves." Seems really overconfident. Robbie takes him down with a leg sweep, and then imparts a little bit of Miyagi Do wisdom, mm-hmm. which Silver walks in on. And Robbie actually sounds scared when he says, "Oh well, you know, I just I'm I learned that in Miyagi Do." And then Silver's like, "No, no, no, balance is good. We need balance." Right, and that's another distinction from Crease because if you remember before. And this is why Robbie was a little bit scared when he tried doing that before. This is what I learned at Miyagi Do. He really, Kreese really uh, railed into him and brought him down. This isn't uh, Miyagi Do. This is Cobra Kai. We're, you know, we're not Miyagi Do. Whereas Silver sees the benefits of, of what Robbie's saying. And in that, you could see um, some things possibly playing out later as well with that so there's a lot of subtext in this 
that, you know, you don't see on the initial run through. Because obviously, uh, you this wasn't your first time watching this episode either. No, it's I my, mean for me, it's like fourth or fifth for yeah, me. Yeah, it's probably my third. And you know that's what I love about this series. You every single time when you watch it, you're watching something new. Uh, it might not be completely new, but you pick up different things. Um, but that but that's what you pick up where Terry's like he's not. He's not the blunt instrument decreases. He's mm-hmm. more of a scalpel, and he's surgically doing what he needs to do to not just Cobra Kai, um, but setting up his uh, plans for uh, Miyagi Do, which we don't know as of as of this second. But you see, kind of sort of for- forming uh, with Silver with how he's trying to direct Robbie uh, and kind of mentor him. Like, hey, no, it makes sense. You know, if it works, it works. You know, and you like you said, you do need that balance. So, um, all right, go ahead. Uh, I just wanted to interject that. Um, so another kind of uh, subplot for this episode is we see that Tori gets a new side job. Yes. And at first, at first, like you see her changing in a dressing room or like putting makeup on a dressing room. So you're like, wait a minute, is she a stripper? Yeah, and I was like, this is kind of more like a family show. I'm like, how are they making her a stripper in the show? And then you find out it's not. And I'll let you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you find out that she's dressed up as a mermaid at like a kid's event, like a birthday party center kind of thing where they delve into characters and stuff. Mm -hmm. But it just so happens that Amanda uh, LaRusso is there with Sam for a friend's uh, daughter's birthday. Right. And of course, Sam is just elated to see her rival in this situation. And proceeds to taunt her throughout while while the poor girl's just trying to work. So once again, like these guys hate each other so much that like this is someone just doing a job. Yeah. No, and this is and this is where I'm thinking the writers went a little too far with this because she ran into them. Like first she ran into Tori at the restaurant and then got well, her no, fired. No, no. Well, yeah, the mom sought her out there. Just to confirm, yeah. Her. But then, but then but they have another run in at a job. Yeah. I mean, because the, the the whole thing with this is, Tori's trying to support her family, right? Because because she, of her mother, her mother's like dying, and she has a younger yeah. brother and no father. And this is where you you kind of get some empathy for Tori because oh no, you Samantha's, absolutely do. I mean, unless you're going to say, oh yeah, I totally agree with what Sam did there. I, like I was completely against what she did. Even if they were angry at each other, like you don't mess with somebody's job. But like, the, I guess that that's all part of the tribalism aspect of it, though, because like Sam doesn't take the time to try and get to know like what Tori's going through. She just hates her based of all off their past history, and like right. the fight at the school where she like hit her with that weapon and cut her arm and everything. Yeah, and I mean there was that whole that that, that whole issue where for a while Sam was scared of Tori because of of what she did, and right. then you know she came back obviously, and now you're really seeing at least in this first part, and we're probably like maybe fifteen twenty minutes into the episode, I think when this happens, you're really seeing Cobra, uh, not Cobra Kai, Miyagi Do and Eagle Fang really being the aggressors and really being the bullies. In my opinion, I, did you see it that way? Uh, definitely in certain aspects, and there's like another one we'll get into later on when it comes mm-hmm. up. But as, for as far as like 
uh, Sam and uh, Tori go for sure. Yeah, and then there's always the thing with the you know the them fighting over the boy and you know right that that was the uh, whole issue too right and then yeah Daniel and Miguel show up and um Sam just kisses Miguel because they her and or Miguel and Tori had just broken up and they just got back together so she kind of rubs that in her face then Tori Tori storms out and Amanda follows her out and tries to like you know apologize for her daughter. Because she really realizes as she's seeing her daughter doing kind of what she did at the at the restaurant, you know, at Tori's prior job that got her fired. And she's like, oh, my God, what is my kid doing, you know, to this other person that's just trying to support her family? Right. So she goes out and she kind of like apologizes for her daughter. But on the, at the same time, she says, well, you can understand why she might hate you, right? But then she also says, like, she's going to have a talk with her about, like, you know, leaving her alone. Yeah. So I, it's it's almost like on the one hand, like, Tori and um, Sam's mom are making, like, a, a connection. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, the connection should be made between, like, the two girls of the same age who probably have a lot more in common than they think. Yeah. Now, this is, this is you just being, like... Uh ever the optimist when you're and you're usually not the optimist it's usually i'm the optimist and uh, you're not but no you're right uh, you your point you made very good points uh and yet they have as you said this kind of tribalism that just because uh you know the of the prior fight and everything like that now i could see them holding a grudge against one another but i i think sam really goes overboard and mm-hmm. you know w- with this you know, and then they obviously go out. Well, right before they go out, as she's picking on her, as she's trying to tell, and she's trying to tell little kids a story, like little five-year-olds a story. Um, and then Sam's just constantly egging her on. But yep. then Tori gets the last laugh with the glitter bomb. Yeah, <laughs> which which was great because it wasn't it wasn't really destructive or anything else. No, it wasn't. And, even, it wasn't violent. It's like it's just glitter. Yeah. It's more yeah. annoying than anything. Exactly. It's not even like water or paint or something like that. Um, or going into Carrie where it's pig's blood. I can't really see little kids throwing pig's blood on, on uh, Sam, but you know. Where were they even I, 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 I digress, as <laughs> usual. Um, so uh, after that. So like we, we get into like the biggest theme, I guess, of this episode, which is Johnny and um, his continuing like annoyance anger whatever about how like miguel and daniel are bonding Mm -hmm. due to like the student swap that they've been doing right and we we get uh we get to see like a i guess two different kind of um parallels because obviously um johnny didn't have a dad for a while either and we see that in a flashback right where johnny kept like his dad's old beer cans yeah that was kind of weird to me a little bit. Um, I, that was kind of weird. I guess if you always associate your father with drinking, which isn't really a good thing either. No. Um, you know, that's kind of bad, especially when you're a seven-year-old child. And did you notice that, that he was drinking the same drink as his father? I did, yeah. The beer was the same brand. Mm-hmm, Coors. And um, I, I like, I when his mom came home and was like, well, why do you have this? Like, he walked out on us. What are you doing? I kind of agreed with her. Yeah, but yeah, then but again, like you can't kid, rationalize that to a kid, right? A kid's yeah. gonna miss his dad. Mm-hmm. 
And then she she says, well, you know, the nice man that we went to dinner with, well, we're go- I'm, he's going to be your new dad. We're getting married. Right. And it turns out he's a kind of a horrible stepfather. Yeah, because in the movies, uh, what what was really portrayed with Johnny was he was this little spoiled rich kid that right. that was a bully and he and he beat up people uh, because he could. But now you look and, you, you know, you get uh, a look back and seeing what caused the monster supposedly that was Johnny in the Karate Kid. And you're starting to see where it's coming from. I mean, you, you got that over the last two seasons as well. Mm-hmm. Um, or last three seasons, uh, pardon me. But, you know, it really drives it home now about what's happening. But that also, that kind of like abandonment issue, I think is also what's worried Johnny as well. He already lost his biological son, right. for the most part, to a surrogate, Crease, um, and now possibly uh, Silver. Um, and and LaRusso and, before that. Yeah. Yeah, so you know, it's always it's always somebody taking something from Johnny or Johnny losing something, and like I said, if you like, I've always been Team Johnny since this thing started. I was always kind of Team Johnny back in the day, uh, almost until he went like really overboard, because uh, I kind of really saw the the conflict that that Johnny had. He had he put on this big macho role, and then he was kind of forced to live up to it by Crease and by his friends with the peer pressure in Karate Kid. Well, now we have... um, Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I was going to say, so now you see 40 years later what that becomes, and he still has this insecurity Mm -hmm. uh, because he always had that abandonment, and people always... real People choosing someone else over him, even his girlfriend. Now, he was probably a jerk to his girlfriend. They didn't really show a whole lot um, of him being a jerk in the movie other than, well, they did show a couple of scenes, you know, just about being, again, it's about him trying to act tough and everything else, like at the um, the bonfire on the beach and Karate Kid and that whole scene. But let's get back to this with uh, respect to, you know, what's going on with uh, Daniel and Johnny and Miguel, uh, that that whole thing when they're back at the Miyagi Do uh, dojo practicing because he's practicing with Sam. Yeah, Johnny is, and uh, Miguel is practicing uh, with Daniel. Mm-hmm. So we get and, to that point. Yep, and, and they're doing two very different types of training, as usual. Yep. Uh, where uh, Daniel's teaching the class, and particularly Miguel, you know, patience and breathing and all Defense. that kind of stuff. Right. Where, uh, and then we have, if we go back to Johnny, how he's teaching them. Aggression, <laughs> offense. Striking. Right, and they have Dimitri hung up with uh, two seat cushions. Because he accidentally kicked uh, Sensei Lawrence, who wasn't paying attention because he was watching Miguel getting trained. Right, yeah. But so I he's thought that punishing was him for 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 him not paying attention um, when he should have been. And then you know once once the training's over, um, Miguel leaves with Mister or well Mister with Daniel to go finish fixing his mother's car. And then during as they do that, um, as they're getting in the car, 
they get in the car. Um, basically, Daniel uh, Daniel then teaches Miguel how to drive because Miguel admits he doesn't know how to drive. Right, but I'm gonna I'm gonna back up for one second there. As they're getting into the car, um, Johnny hears Miguel calling Daniel Sensei, and that oh, yes, that yes. was just and the, like the the pain that was on his face um, was very real, and you know yeah, I kind of felt for him at that point. But, but then, it's yeah. also it it wasn't unwarranted to say because he is teaching him, therefore he is his sensei in karate terms. Johnny doesn't think that way. Yeah, and, I know. And we, I know. And, uh, I, I, I'm not disagreeing with you in the that'd least. Be, that'd be that, like him calling not... him dad, basically. Yeah, to, and to that's Johnny. the way he took that. it. And again, here's another person that's being taken away from that he's close to. Now, part of it is too that he felt he's more he uh, he was more like his son. Uh, because he's dating Miguel's mother, which which Miguel doesn't know about. But that, yet. and you know, Miguel is his first student. He trained mm-hmm. him to be a champion. He helped him relearn how to walk. Right. He spent a lot of time with this kid, um, and then, in a lot of ways, it was him trying to correct the problems or the omissions that he had when his own son Robbie was growing up, mm-hmm. and he just kind of ignored him. Well, now. So, and now we see um, Miguel and Daniel like kind of bonding over their shared because they have kind of a similar backstory. They're both products of single mothers, no um, no father to speak of. Right. Uh, they, they bond over the fact that their moms used to go on dates but not call them dates. Right. And then they used to, you know, and they both came from relatively no money. No money. Uh, you know, yep. at least uh, Johnny mar- Johnny's mother married into money. But you find out, you know, you find out that, you know, money doesn't buy happiness. And it really didn't for Johnny. Even well, when the, he was given everything. And the stepdad wasn't like a role model for him. So he, he was looking for a father figure and Johnny found Crease mm-hmm. and Daniel found Mr. Miyagi. Right. And obviously one ended up being better than the other by, by far. Right. And, and, you know, it's, it's the other thing that, that I really liked. And that's, we were kind of talking about this in the pre-production was, with the music. Oh, uh, yes. Ugh. Johnny. Uh, yeah. And music plays a big part in Cobra Kai. It really does throughout all the seasons. And well, and it's, it's specifically 80s metal or 80s hard rock for Johnny. Right. And then Daniel's of the opinion it's that other 80s, other 80s music is also valid, like soft rock. Right. Uh, um, Chicago. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy because they start listing names of, um, bands that played in the original Karate Kid series, like Peter Cetera and Chicago, did, did oh, they were a couple on the of songs for a couple of their uh, yeah. Uh, Gloria Love was, I think, Karate Kid three, uh, which was Peter Cetera and oh, God, I can't remember who the other person was that sang it with him, but it was like kind of like a a duet type of thing. Well, but so, you know they talk about that that but they start singing along to "Sailing" by Christopher Cross, mm-hmm. which you probably never heard of until you saw this episode. No, I, I I've heard the song before. I guess I oh, never okay. I never knew the guy's name. Oh, okay. <laughs> and when Daniel said, "Oh, he was pretty popular in the '80s," he wasn't. He had that one song that literally you listened to. You could probably hear back when it came out, like every day. Um, it was that yeah, popular. but isn't that well, the '80s were built on one-hit wonders? Mm-hmm. Oh no, for sure. And then this kind of this leads to another another little subplot is Johnny and Carmen, Miguel's mother, are talking about telling him that they're dating. 
Yes, because they, you know, they, well, then they, well, let's, let's, uh, let's delve into that a little bit more, but not go too crazy with, with, right. with, with how they're talking. So they're in bed and uh, something didn't happen. Right. Uh, because, that they were trying for because Miguel of, was away. Because of frustrations. Because of frustrations. Johnny's frustration with Daniel. With, yes. And she, she <laughs> offers to get him medicine from her job. And he's right to help him with says, some of his problems. He says, he's no. A, yeah. He's like, I don't need pills. He said, I'm all man. I don't need no pills. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, which cracks me up. And, you know, it's been said before on different like social media and stuff uh, about, you know, Johnny's like kind of whole persona, like the hard rock and everything. And then he's like, he goes after that, you know, he's like, well, how are we going to tell Miguel? Because, he, well, she says to him, you know, it, it's good that he's spending time with Daniel because it gives us more time together. Yeah. And then that's how it goes into, well, how can I tell Miguel that, um, you know, and I think his words were banging his mom or something like that. Well, that's when he, so he, he wants, he's trying to plan this whole dinner Right to uh to tell Miguel like himself that and his favorite man witch yes right. his man his famous man which is and it wasn't manly and this is what cracks me up it's not manly enough it. you got to add the beef jerky to make it manlier yeah, yeah, because you have to add more meat because more to meat. be a man to be a man you have to be a meat eater because exactly. it's like a it's like a recurring theme for Johnny and it just cracks me it's up the, it's the caveman persona yeah and because he pulls it off it, you know tea. here it is you know twenty first century. And and he's still hanging on to these like you know outdated stereotypes. Well, listen, I know? love I love beef jerky, but I don't know if I'd ever put it on a sandwich. Me either. Like, uh, yeah, I, I really couldn't see that. Oh, I don't even like beef jerky, so I can't imagine putting that on anything. But well, just I'm not adding gonna, I'm not it gonna, to a sandwich, you know, I'm not going to touch that. But I, I'm just know I'm disappointed in you. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, so you're a little Johnny too, then? Is what I, you're saying. Well, I, you're a little giant. Oh, Todd, you don't eat beef jerky. Huh? Okay. <laughs> I'm judging you, you mildly. Tofu? I'm judging you mildly. Yeah. Um, but, so, uh, but yes, yeah, so he's, he wants to make the man, which is, and do a spread with a, a Coke for Miguel and a beer for him and sit down and chat. But what he, but he doesn't really know how to parent or have these kinds of conversations. So he goes on a search engine and types out how to tell my student that I'm banging his mom. Right. And then the porn comes up. I'm like, right. what do you think's going to happen? But he's you know? so computer illiterate. He wouldn't know that that's how you, that, that, that porn would be the only thing that would pop yeah. up for that. What also cracked me up, and I give credit to the set designer on this, is in his apartment, in his dining room, he's got that poster framed of those three girls at the, at the pool with their legs up, like, like some teenager would have. In their, in their house, you know what I mean? When they're like 15 or 16. And he's got it as art on his wall. Mm-hmm. Which cracks me up. But it's totally Johnny. You that, know, no, it's definitely he, Johnny. It's totally, it's Johnny through and through. You know, and, you know, it's really interesting how how this develops. Because getting back to Miguel and Daniel, they leave early to go to... Because uh, I think it switches back to them at the garage. After after that it, whole it scene, it did, with, and with then Johnny. like um, when when they leave the party where 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 uh, where Tori was, they go out to dinner, which isn't shown, mm-hmm. and Miguel comes back, and 
uh, Johnny goes to invite him to dinner. And then he says, well, I was just out with the Russos for an early dinner. I don't, I, I'm so hungry. I can't eat, but Hey, let's have dinner tomorrow. Maybe you can make me the man, which. Right. Cause he doesn't know that he already had the man, which made and mm-hmm. had like a whole dinner made for him and everything else. But Johnny doesn't want to seem weak. So he just lets it go. Right. You know, um, but that's that's you know uh, where we stood, and then he finds out that uh, Daniel taught Miguel how to drive. Yeah, you know and that's you know that was another it's thing. Just a little, like a little little knife to the heart kind of <laughs> twist of the knife yeah, kind of thing again. You know, so just getting worse and worse for Johnny. Um, in terms of of all the interactions about what's going on and everything else, so. And, Oh, okay. Go ahead, go ahead, because I was going to continue to like the last couple scenes. No, 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 go ahead. No, no. Yeah. Okay. No, so sure. uh, we there's only a couple things left to talk about. The big, the biggest part is um. So you, we see the Cobra Kai guys at a drive-through where they're watching a uh, blood sport, and Kenny, the new kid, is kind of being lightly hazed. He's being used as an errand boy to go grab food, right? And he gets told to go grab a ton of food. Yeah, uh, Rob, all Robbie tells the guys him, in the two, all the people in the two cars basically give them orders yep, for uh, what uh, they want. Robbie tells them it's it's a good thing. Just you know, it, it'll help you earn respect. Just take it with a grain of salt. So mm-hmm. he goes. His arms are fully loaded with a, a comical amount of food and drinks. Right, and then he runs into the same uh, Miyagi Do Eagle Fang kids from the bathroom, and uh, then he he's kind of backing up from them, wanting to avoid a confrontation, and he bumps into Hawk and then drops all the food. But see, now here's my quick question for you. I think Hawk did that on purpose. Oh, I totally think he did it oh, on okay. purpose too. All right, yeah. I didn't know if they were trying to play it off in the in the in the scene as he wasn't, but I kind of felt like he really was. No, and I kind of th- like. I think he Hulk's walked character. up behind him and like planted himself there, knowing that the kid was going to bump into him and right, drop all the around. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I think he kind of set it up. And then he kind of laughs and says, oh, that sucks with all the food on the ground. Yeah, and with a kind of like snarky look on his face. Yep, and then uh, Robbie sees and goes to back him up, and then the rest of Cobra Kai shows up, and then the rest of Miyagi-Do Eagle Fang show up. And then let me stop you right there for a second. So they're they're head-to-head. They're getting really angry with one another, trading insults. And then um, who comes up but Dimitri? And he has, and this is totally me. I could totally see me saying this. And this is something so slight that you probably didn't even pick it up. No, I saw it. I heard it. The... But with the, he's like, can you believe they have Mr. Pib and Dr. Pepper uh, at the same place? And that's relevant because it's basically the same formula. But for whatever reason, um, in different states uh, and in different places, you couldn't get Mr. Pib because they weren't licensed to do it. So I can find that as interesting as Dimitri did. So he comes up and he's like fascinated by this. Right. Because there's just, like a rumble getting ready to be He just and then sees like, his oh. friends and then he notices all the Cobra guys. He's like, oh, man. Yeah. And that's when and that's when it happened. And that's OK. Good. So I just wanted to point that out because that could totally see. But like that. you said, insults were thrown and Miguel's kind of trying to defuse the situation. But then Rob Robbie brings up that he, he beat him the last time they fought, i.e. he kicked him off of that balcony and like fractured his spine. Right. So then Miguel says, All right, we'll meet us in the baseball field in a half hour and we'll throw with no weapons and we'll throw down there. 
So you flash over to the baseball field. All the Cobra Kai's are like, all right, well, where are they? And then suddenly the lights go out in the baseball field and they're thinking, oh, ambush. But then the sprinklers come on and they just get wet. Right. And then you see the guys from Miyagi-Do in their car laughing at them. So they basically tricked them. Yeah, laughing and driving away. Yep. And they're like, oh, wow, that was awesome. We won without throwing a punch, Mm -hmm. which is a very Miyagi-Do thing to do. And they drive back to Miyagi-Do. All right, it's the next day. They're they're talking about it before I uh, practice, I guess you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And Johnny hears about it and says to Miguel, so you start, you pick a fight, then you don't show up and pull like a little punk prank like that. So yeah. he's, he's obviously extremely disappointed. And then Daniel hears that and says, well, uh, to me, it sounds like he's practicing restraint. And then and it- uh, Johnny says to Daniel, you and I have to have a conversation. <laughs> And it looks like things are kind of going to boil over a little bit, maybe. But then Crease uh, and Silver show up on the Miyagi-Do doorstep. Yeah, but before we get into that, let's, I just want to bring a, a quick point to this. This was really, the reason why it hurt Johnny was because he remembers what Daniel did to him uh, with the hose mm-hmm. and spraying him with the hose. So the he basically feels like Daniel's trained him to be just like him. And he was on the receiving end of something like that. He showed up for a fight that he thought he was going to have a fair fight. And then Daniel ends up, you know, just squirting him with a hose and everything or. And like uh, embarrassing him. Yeah. And, and then, but I wanted to bring it up because it's just piling on for Johnny, like every single throughout this whole episode, it's just one thing after another. Oh, and then that was, Okay. So, I mean, essentially with Crease and Silver showing up, that's the end of the episode because that's literally the end of the episode. Right. They, they just say, like, we, I think we have some business to discuss or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's how the episode ends. But just going back to Johnny and his conversation with Carmen, they were talking about Top Gun. I don't know if you remember this. Oh, yeah. No, I definitely and, remember uh, it. And, and how, they were uh, talking about and she was like, and she was like, um, uh, she was like, oh, yeah, Tom Cruise is so handsome in that. And Johnny's just like, oh, what are you talking about? Iceman had those rock hard abs and right. oh and oh by the way um Maverick you don't get to just name yourself he wasn't even supposed to be there he didn't qualify he only got in because the other guy dropped out yeah i mean he really did have a point though oh, like no I, totally and when you, know? you think about it it's like like Iceman didn't like Maverick because the guy was a unsafe and b didn't technically make it into the academy yeah or the top gun class yeah so and it's and, kind and of, and I mean, the Iceman's kind of the the Johnny Lawrence role of that movie. Yep. Oh, it just makes total sense that he would be an Iceman guy. Yeah, for sure. But I, that basically ends this episode. Unless you had any other last minute comments, I do not. The Top Gun was the last one. Yeah, we are just about out of time on this one. Yes, we are. So in the meantime, please make sure you follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Old Nerd Young Nerd. And as always, I'm Derek. I'm Todd. And remember, normal is is the the new boring. boring. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening, Tune in again.